It is TV podcast on the incomparable Doctor Who Flashcast, indeed. And I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined this time. Normally, we only have, you know, maybe one or two other guests, but we got three guests for this one because it's the season premiere of Doctor Who, uh, season nine, series nine. Okay, British people, series nine, episode one. Uh, It is The Magician's Apprentice. Joining me to talk about it are these three people, Chip Sutter, the two-minute time lord himself. Hello. Hi, this is the first time that C.S. Lewis has ever written a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> David Lore, hello. Jason, why do you always lie? Mm, I am mm. I am lying. <laughs> what? Uh, and Glenn Fleischman. Hi, Glenn. Hi, I'm just back from Clom on my way to Karn. Okay, good. <laughs> All the good planets. That's that's in Ireland. We open in Clom. Yeah. Our next it's play tour. Tour continues to Karn. We next play Verona. Uh, so, uh, Magician's Apprentice. Um, my, my, uh, my first thought, and I think we should, we should talk about indeed the prequel and preview prologue prelude. How many of them were there? There were two. Don't uh, call it a prequel. Erica will scream at us. I know, but they called the, we, we, there was a, there was both a, uh, a prologue and a prequel. So uh, the prequel is not a prequel, but they called it a prequel. Okay. So, so what they did was they released like a, 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 a minute long scene with the sisterhood of Karn as the this uh prologue where the doctor says he's worried and he doesn't want to go and he's hiding and it's this it's the the lady from the sisterhood of karn who we previously saw in the night of the doctor the paul mcgann regeneration web special her very very exciting and then they did what they called the prequel which is basically like wacky adventures of the doctor and his and his friends from the 12th century uh before we see him in this episode, I and question that, your use of the word wacky. Well, it was it, it, it read like a comedy sketch, right? I'm not judging whether it was funny or not because it they wasn't usually, particularly funny. But it, they usually it read, played the music. That's like the clue that it's funny. You see, yes, it was. It had the zany music. It had the wacky music. So before we get to the actual episode proper, any comments on the uh, on the I guess ancillary material? Uh, I think they, you know, before the, before seeing the episode, you would have been like, oh, okay. And having seen the episode, they feel like cut scenes that they could not bear not to share with the world. Mm. And at least the one would have been better in context. Well, the, the, the one, the brief scene with the, the sisterhood of Karn felt like it was cut from the episode. The other one feels like it was scripted specifically as a bonus with the location and and an actor that they had from that other thing, this is yeah. totally unnecessary. And yep. and it, it, but they they used to do those for the charity thing, right? And yeah. they were it's very kind of exci- like that. They were very exciting. And the ones in those era and the uh, earlier, like the tenant ones, uh, were uh, there was the one with Peter Davison. Those were fun. This was just like, all right, we're going to do something that's sort of ridiculous, but it wasn't as ridiculous as um, like the the pawns inside the box inside the box, which was actually fun. So this was just kind of like, oh, let's put one of these out. We're on set. Well, we we'll can't give it. away what's in the episode, but we want to t- tease people about what might yeah. be in the episode. So <laughs> Right. Once again, he's in a, something that looks like a monastery or he's in the... Yeah. No, he likes that. Obviously, yeah. the doctor likes to hang out Bells in, of Saint John. In, mon- in monasteries. Exactly. Chip, any thoughts about these things that aren't prequels? I thought the uh, I thought the one with the Sisterhood of Karn was uh, moody. It, it told us nothing, but it set a nice mood. It was mm-hmm. good, well acted, and uh, the less said about the other one, the better. Okay, fair the, enough. The, 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 pre, the uh, prologue, I think what was interesting is now have, knowing that it was basically a sequence that was shown first, right? It was a cut I mean, It does feel like a cut scene. Uh, I think it did a, a really nice job when I saw it a few days ago because you didn't know, is he talking about the master? Isn't the master dead? We know Missy's coming back. So the actress yeah. was recast. Why you know, would he say he? When yeah, last right. And you're like, okay, there's something. And so it actually it was seeing it before and now seeing it. With the context of the episode, I thought that actually worked. I mean, yes, it would have been better in the sequence of the episode, but as a as a teaser, it was great. And I just I love that actress. I hope. I mean, there's no recurring role for someone on Karn, but still, it was great to see her again. Yes, I will say one uh, one thing about the prequel, um, and that was it felt like a Matt Smith hijinks thing, uh, and I felt like Peter yeah. Cowley was completely out of place in. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and the doctor in that point is supposed to, as, as when Clara sees him, she's like, what is he doing? This is not like him at all. And we got like a right. whole little sketch of him 
being in that. Like that. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. So uh, let's move on to the regular episode. I, also, I'm a bad fan because when they said, oh, he's out there and I'm afraid about meeting him, I'm, I am a bad fan. I never even thought about Davros. Oh, no. Oh. No clue. No clue. I was I was just rewatching uh, some of the uh, end season episodes recently in preparation for this, and I was watching – the scene in which Davros dies again on the Crucible, and I thought, oh, he's not dead. They put too much time into this character. Oh, yeah. They don't kill him off in like a fire and going, Doc, I point at you. It's like, he's going to be rescued again. Who knows how? Or more be- accurately, they'll kill him off in a nonspecific yeah. way that right. is not actually killing him off. Yeah, you didn't right. see him die and burst into flames. Right. So right. I, I was hoping, but I thought, well, maybe it's too late and they won't bring him back. But I had no, I had no clue either. I'm not pretending I knew, but it no. made more sense. No, I, I had no idea. My no. my thought was either it's Davros or someone we've never met before. Uh-huh. And I didn't think they would go with someone we'd never met before oh. because, you know. Could have been Benedict Cumberbatch, you mean. <laughs> uh, so so here's, here's um, an overall impression about this. I feel sometimes like Stephen Moffat, and, and both of these things are true. Stephen Moffat is a very <laughs> talented writer, an incredibly talented writer. Yes. And... I feel like he sometimes wants to show off not just how talented he is, but how versatile he is. And and I don't I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it can be bad. I think it can be good. Um, But what I feel like he's he is repeatedly doing in his era running Doctor Who is saying, um, you now have an expectation for what I'm going to do. And so I'm not going to do it. Because this felt nothing like any Doctor Who season opener that he's done, I think. This was, I, I felt like I was watching yet again a different show. And I think that's, I think that's impressive. Mm-hmm. He does have a lot of the same tricks he pulled. But I think tonally, structurally, this was weird and dark. And, I, I, you know, again, I'm not necessarily making a value judgment that, that those things are good. But they, it just felt different. I was kind of expecting... Like Deep Breath has got so much of the, it's got some kind of zaniness and all of that, and and familiar characters. And here, it, it just it, it's just a really different tone. Like he, he wanted to say, look, I could do this kind of thing too. This isn't something you've seen before. Yeah, in all of the lead up to uh, the season, uh, in all the press, they were talking about you know the 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 sort of joie de vivre that uh, the Doctor and Clara are going to have, running out into the universe and all that stuff. Um, I guess that's going to be in episodes two or three on or something like that because that was I, I was totally not expecting. I was I was I won't say I was dreading the season, God no, but I wasn't as enthusiastic as I thought I was going to be. And uh, up until the Davros reveal, I was like, "That's Moffat being Moffat again." Uh, hand mines, ha 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 ha! What a card! And then it tur- the kid in the in the minefield turns out to be Davros, and everything oh, changed for me. It was like was a magic great. eye p- p- thing. Mm. Mm. Now, see, I, I'm kind of almost completely 180 degrees there. I was looking forward to gallivanting because I'm kind of tired of all the interlocked, you know, it's sort of like he has five characters at this point that he's going to deal with. And, I mean, I was tired of Missy 30 seconds into it last year, so I was so excited to see more of her. And you know, <laughs> she when, was better at the end. She was much. She better. was. She yeah. was better at the end. Do, yes. Other than twirl. Yes, and and she was much in better in this than she was last year. <laughs> yeah, but this was still, fun. still. I'm just like I just know. So here's but, the thing. But well, yeah, well hang on, ahead. hang on. Um, I'm hanging. I'm ready. And so, so you know, it starts off, and I go, okay, this is an interesting thing, and and it's a child, and I'm thinking, okay. This is going to be a child who's important. Is it a new child? Or again, you know, is it a new child? Is it the doctor? Is it someone else we know? Or is it one of his enemies? And as soon as I heard Capaldi's voice off in the distance, and I went, you know, war, Capaldi, ah, maybe it's Davros. And of course, when he vanishes, my first thought was, of course, there you go. And I thought back to the scene that they used with Tom Baker. Right. Of course. That was my Mm -hmm. instant thought. And I knew exactly what the final scene was going to be. And the whole thing could have been 90 seconds. (laughs) And this, I mean, when you have 12 episodes, don't kill time. Just. Yeah. So, so I I wanted to, I wanted to say since, since you phrased it that way, I, I think there are two ways to look at this episode. And one of them is, um, you know, while there was a whole lot of like setup for the thing that is coming at the end that you kind of know is coming at the end. I, I, when I, once it was over, I thought, okay, 
clearly this is this is like watching the introduction for a long, he's playing a long game he's playing a long season here he's like i'm not going to again he's shifting gears i'm not going to give you a self-contained fun romp uh to get us started out of the gate instead i'm going to ta- i'm going to frustrate you and i'm going to take my time and i'm going to do an episode knowing that i've got 12 of them or 13 really because there's a christmas special too i've got lots of time and i'm going to use it and 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 I think that's what he's doing here, but I think if it doesn't work for you, then then you can also fall in David's camp there, which is that you could see it as a waste of time. I think there's a oh, lot I'm... in here, but he, clearly he's just like, I'm not going to give you know, I'm not going to give them everything right now. I'm going to he, he is frustrating the audience purposefully at many points in this episode. Oh, ab- absolutely. Oh, I yeah. mean, I I think that's exactly his game. I just think he could have frustrated me a lot more satisfyingly, right? Because. Right. I, you know, I do want the long game. I do want something more no, interesting. But, but all we got, all we got was the the time killing at the beginning with the frozen airplanes. Then, oh, they're trapped in a room with Daleks that are going to do things to them. Oh, we've never seen that. <laughs> you just skipped oh, over no. 35 minutes of the show. But anyway, Glenn. I'm right. Totally, right. Well, exactly. Exactly. I'm That's totally my point. on the other side of you. I actually thought this was a thrilling opening episode, and I thought – I thought he just kept setting up stuff that he was going to knock down, and he set it up with our expectations. I I haven't watched that Tom Baker episode forever, but when he said Davros, I, I thought, okay, first I thought it's the master because remember in uh, oh which one is it in the three part ending thing when he's uh, the last sex. of the t- last of the time lords yeah. yeah he said there's some point in there where he says something about being a child like him walking on a sort of desert yeah they something- show they show the young master staring into the. The, the untempered the un- schism. The untempered schism. Well, no, yeah. but that's as a child. But also when he left the Time War, there's something about that being found as a child. Uh, oh, yeah. That, in, in Utopia, right. So, sure. yeah, in Utopia. Thank you. So I think I thought they were setting it up. I'm like, oh, well, Missy comes back. Does he die or does the doctor do something wrong? And then, you know, so I was thinking that. Then he says he's Davros. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're bringing, you know, of course, they're bringing Davros back. They're setting it up. And I'm like, this is the classic scenario. And I didn't remember that. Once he showed it, I was like, yes, I've seen that uh, Tom Baker episode. Um, but I remember the dilemma. I think it's been mentioned in other episodes. Like, would you kill someone as a child to save? And it's a classic, uh, you know, would you kill Hitler? You go back in time and kill Hitler. Yeah, well, we've seen that. And, and they didn't. But uh, but I thought they were setting something up that we knew is, has to be resolved now. So, you know, the doctor, when he left, he now caught, you know, brought something into being. He's caused this temporal event. And now he realizes he's at the heart of it that – developed everything later, which is so true with most of the Dalek stuff. So I spent the entire episode, you know, watching, okay, so that's that up. Then you have Missy come back. We don't know how or why, but probably something with a transmat thing on her, you know, in her arm. She says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll explain later. Which I did like. No, I, I, no she, <laughs> she says I won't that. explain no. later. Exactly. It's boring. Yeah. I, it yeah. She's, yeah, she's a, she's a proxy for the audience yeah. for that. But I thought, then she comes back, then you have Clara being set up, you know, we know this is all gonna, they just keep, I, I felt like he kept setting up things where you knew, we know there has to be resolution. We know Clara doesn't die immediately. We know the doctor has to find some way out of this because, uh, you know, the, so, I thought when we hit the end, I was very delighted to say, to see, I have an idea of what, that we're going to get to this point, And I have a lot of thoughts about what might happen because we know these characters aren't dead. We know the TARDIS isn't destroyed, but now I'm in anticipation instead of going like, Oh God, I know exactly. I mean, I, you know, by the numbers, like, no, you set me up. You've triggered all of my points for me to be interested. And I'm just, I, I, I know what didn't happen. I don't know what did happen. Yep. What do you, what do you think about all this? I watched this whole thing, and I don't know what kind of an episode we're going to get next mm, time. Right. I, I have no idea. Um, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I, 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 the pattern for two-part episodes uh, for most of the new series has been don't treat them like, a, don't treat them like two-parters. You've got right. uh, episode one and episode two, and episode two has to have a different kind of flavor. Um, uh, you know, Moffat's first two-parter uh was uh the, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, and you have the 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 scary marching kids and the uh, the cliffhanger at the end, and it's all resolved before the opening credits uh by the Doctor saying go to your room. You know, Steve. So Stephen Moffat likes to keep you guessing, and he doesn't like to do the same thing that they did in the old uh, Doctor Who serials about you know. Linear progression from episode one, to episode two, episode four, you know, it, it's it's all one story. So he is going to try to surprise us with uh, part two, and 
and I'm I'm going to know how much I liked the Magician's Apprentice retroactively. I think there's yes. some truth to that. Oh, so hey, here's something. Remember when I said that I was a bad fan because I never even thought of Davros? <laughs> now I'm gonna huh? now I'm gonna tell you why I'm a good fan. I'm a okay. good fan because the opening scene of this with the gray palette and the field, the gray field with the with the the soldiers on it, and the guy in the kind of colored jumpsuit with the gas mask. I looked and the and the fog that's blowing across the field. I looked at that and said, "Hey, this looks just like the beginning of Genesis of the Daleks," mm-hmm. and it uh, is, yep, and that yep. was very intentional nice. yep. and a very nice. I, I want to point out how uh, audacious uh, uh, the, <laughs> this is in some ways. That Stephen Moffat is directly commenting on both Genesis of the Daleks and the original Dalek episode because when we see Scaro later, you know, you've got the mountains in the background which is where the TARDIS lands in the dead planet in the first episode of the Daleks in, in 1964 and, um, or 1963. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, that, that, at that moment I, I said, Oh, I see where this is going. Like hmm. I, I, that, so as soon as they had that moment, and I really liked that it was just this direct, you know, we've seen Scaro in this eternal war before. And so when the kid says, it's just the war, it's been going on. I'm like, yep. Yep, I know mm-hmm. what I know what's gonna gonna happen here. So I wasn't yeah. as surprised when he said he was Davros because at that point the the art, really the art direction and the and the direction of that scene had given it away that that was for for those who are sad fans who remember exactly what the well for season episode one of Genesis the Daleks. So this is the, the first hand? new Dalek story that is actually really a sequel to the classic Dalek stories, particularly oh, yes. Genesis of the Daleks. Isn't the hand just... mind thing a little? I mean, that's not a reference. To the it's a it's a everything with a cyclops eye is a reference to the Daleks. We keep it seeing seems to be yeah. So the hand, I thought that was a tell. I was like, mm-hmm. why are we seeing eyes and hands? That is not right. And someone thought this was a clever <laughs> that's idea. Right. That's I thought it was right. a homage hands. to the uh, credit sequence for Batman Beyond. I don't know. Uh, that. Uh, 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 so uh, I was going to say I want to respond yeah. to something Chip said, which is the the two parters or even the three parters. Uh, end of time is a good example. Very polarizing set of episodes. The first part of End of Time is sort of. I'm a I'm an end of time part two fan. The first part is sort of terrible and weird, and the second is almost unrelated in its almost entire scope to the first yeah, part. True. And so I like the second. The first is like what uh, he's eating chickens and all right, whatever. And then <laughs> yeah, we get to the meat, that's right? <laughs> and people, chickens and people, both. Um, they like chicken. Everyone you're you're right. Uh, so I I. I uh, some points for us to talk about. There's there's a lot here, and there's a lot of us, and there's not too much time because it's supposed to be a flashcast. So, uh, a few things uh, that I wanted to walk through, uh, sort of in order. Um, the the we we talked about the introduction in the very beginning before the credits. We get a, a chunk of time that is the Clara and and unit um, introduction, where it's the here's the the present day, here's what's going on. They can't find the doctor. We get to see the Clara is comfortable with uh, with unit she gets called at the school and told that she needs to go um and 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 they kind of are consulting about what's going on with this threat i also They're practically a, deferring to her yeah i also well, had a note yeah. that all the planes have stopped in the air seems like a very russell t davis kind of concept it's like a big idea that's <laughs> kind of dumb and doesn't and and but it's a big gesture and so dramatic, even though it's kind of also silly, and that that that's very RTD to me. I, the, I wanted a unit director to be fired though for not thinking about the fact that there's bombs in the. I mean, uh, you know, come on. Yeah. yeah well, but, it's like they yeah. defer too much to Clara. The the nice thing I, I there was, I mean, that's a self-contained little plot right there. I'd love mm-hmm. to see the rest of that story. And when they resolve it, like you know, snap. Like oh well because they were just plots was, yeah I know didn't I know me because I didn't think it was that interesting I thought it was a silly thing so to have well, a hand waved away was okay to me <laughs> and it's been, it's time obviously they're stopped in time so Missy's like yeah. yeah I just paused them up there to get your attention although, although and, I dig it. it's a great use it's a you know it's a good use of her and she's right you're like you know I have to resolve this if you kill me it's not going to work and so I got your attention yeah. and I have leverage and finally Clara right. you know Britain. And I like how bluff, I like how bluff. she says I can't do anything with them. They're just paused. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, and it does allow for that funny moment where she like allows the plane to go ahead just enough that it gets gives them some shade. That's just yeah. again ridiculous and yet pretty funny. That yeah. Um, so any, any other thoughts about about this sort of uh, Clara and unit? We can also step into Missy. Then obviously Missy is sends her her uh, Hey Mickey uh, reference on the nice. on the Doctor frequency, and they go to mm. some hot place. She says into gotta, a, a square to to have a conversation with eight snipers. 
We got another. Oh. Uh, we know that um, what's her name Osgood is coming back. The uh, who's the the bow tie yeah, wearing? Her. Yeah, yeah. So she's coming back. But we get an Osgood and um, Lee from uh, blanking his name from that episode with the flies, uh, the bus, the yeah. Well, I can't. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, she, she we got another person in that role who's like doesn't know what's going on, but can do anything with computers and whatever. It's just a little hand waving, more hand unit people, more unit yes. people yeah. are present. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I've said before, I'll say again, I would love to see a unit spinoff. Agents of UNIT, mm. right? Yeah. Well, that's that's what you get. Big Finish audios yeah, for. They have oh, those. They're yeah. exactly doing that. They are doing. But that. Um, uh, I'm not sure that I needed to see a giant inflatable Missy head. That was yes. uh, a little weird. That was weird. Um, we have a little extra money left over in the FX budget this week. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. Well, well, how is she doing it? I don't know. Psychic well, paper or psychic okay. projection. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we're not going to. Sh- mm. But we're not going to show it again because. Yeah. Just but uh, she was. She's practically an ally in this episode, uh-huh. except for the fact that she's killing random people. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, she's practically an ally, and yet I found her more unsettling and more creepy and more scary in that in her than she was as the big bad in yeah, yeah. Uh, the last yeah. season finale. Isn't that um, a well, delightful because- combination that she she wants you to she went and Clara to believe that she and the doctor are friends. You know, when they fight, it's like texting. Um, she says at one point, um, all of that is kind of beautiful. But she also wants to never be mis to never be misunderstood or underestimated. So she says, uh, "So we're all friends now." Oh no, no, no! I'm going to kill some people randomly just so it's clear <laughs> that I I am still who you think I am. But I and, do care about the doctor. Well, and and, and not only thing. that, she twists the knife too. You know, she kills the guy and and then says, "Oh, I could tell he had he was married and had a kid." You yeah. know, you know, yeah. it's, it, well, it's and, not and, just. It's malice. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the thing. As the big bad, she's playing exactly one note. And that's why I liked her better in this than anything last year, because you never know when she's going to suddenly be evil, when she's trying well, to be your friend, when she's not really trying to be your friend, because she's still kind of evil. I, and, I think, and it was just some, a little more interesting. I think she, you know, she has that ultimate narcissism where she has only one person in the universe who is her equal, which is the doctor, right. and they fight, and everybody else is collateral damage. She doesn't really care. She destroyed the whole universe, and the two of them could pal around. And, you know, likewise, the doctor's like, look, I know you tried to, you know, kill every planet in existence or, you know, take over six billion people or whatever. Like, whatever. Let's just get in the box. We'll go with good times. It'll be great. You're like, really, doctor? Really, the genocide? Okay, I guess you can overlook that because he's your buddy or she's your buddy. Yeah. Um, anything, anything more about Missy? I mean, I, I did, I agree. She was much better. I agree. Very interesting to having, as David said, having two notes, having the, I'm <laughs> your ally, but I'm still a crazy evil person who kills people she- and, and having to deal with that. And that's good. I thought that was really good for, for Clara because, you know, Clara has that moment where she, where she's got some jealousy, right? That it's like, oh, it's not for, this thing is not for you. It's for his best friend. That's me, not you. Yeah. You're, you're you're the dog, she says. And that those see that couple walking there. You're the dog. I'm the tin the dog. Puppy. I'm the tin dog. <laughs> well, she's the she's the poodle puppy poodle. Right. Yeah. No, I I think I mean actually I think when Mickey said that I thought that was one of the best moments in his evolution that whole arc sure. when he gets that. But uh, she's not the dog. She's the dog. No. But I no, I thought they handled but... it well. Which is instead of it being this clear like you know pouting or getting into a fight or whatever, she's like. All right, I see. You know, things are on, and she's right. Missy and the doctor have been locked in battle for, you know, it's the enmity of the ages for billions of years, billions of years. I don't know what the time frame is supposed to be, even though doctor's only a couple thousand years old. So, uh, another thing, another issue I wanted to bring up is there's a segment of this show that is the search for the doctor. And this, this struck me, David, when you talk Mm -hmm. about sort of wasting time, this struck (laughs) me as being beautiful to look at. I, I would yes. actually even argue Doctor Who has maybe not looked e- ever. And, I mean, it's dark, and so they're probably hiding some of the seams. But it's looked. <laughs> it has rarely looked better than in some of those shots of all the, of like the alien bar and oh, and, and all of that. Right, and then yeah. they go to the Shadow Proclamation, and we see a Jadoon with his helmet on because mm. it's cheaper. And they're the Ood in the bar, <laughs> which is like you put an Ood in the Star Wars cantina, right? It's like they yeah, go together. It's great. It's great. Uh, so they got Norm. all of that. And, and and it's the snake dude saying, you know, where's the doctor? And we don't know when he's scared. Kylie all that. Sarf. I had to turn on the subtitles to make sure I got the name right. Yeah. Um, 
so it looks it looks great and it and it provides that kind of epic feel of like no one knows where the doctor is and yet all of that aside it feels just it's just killing time like yep. i feel like there's nothing in nothing to it it was it was it looked great and and just there was nothing and we've seen it before we saw it in matt smith's era where we had yep. people looking for the doctor it's like <laughs> let's do that again to fill I'm, some I'm, I'm just time. i'm still trying to figure out why davros would create a snake colony it's just yeah, I thought he maybe licensed he found him. them. I thought he borrowed. Yeah, he, he's a. They're I thought it was more like. Oh, but it's his master, isn't Scaro, it? Yeah. They're Scaro snakes. It's it's kind of like the Apple TV of Scaro. It, it was his <laughs> hobby. <laughs> spare to, I can't. I young, don't have the young Davros had pet snakes. Uh, I did wonder. Okay, this I don't want to jump ahead, but there's a continuity issue related to this to Colony Sarf finding the Doctor or having a hard time. When we get to that point, I will bring up the continuity thing that I don't understand, but I'll tell you then. Okay. Okay. You, can do it, you can do it now if you oh, okay. like. Yeah. Well, so we, why is the why is this buddy the big guy who he saved his life by pulling out the splinter? Apparently, uh, if he's a Dalek, uh, whatever that the meat bag style Daleks mm. that they use, um, he didn't he know where the doctor was? Why did Colony Sarf like? I'm missing a time timey winey thing there. Infected, you know, later. when Colony Sarf showed up. Um, Sarf showed up. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. Because then it wouldn't be like, oh, th- there he is. Just come to this point in time. Well, if you're back Got in him. time, they, they may be waiting. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. It was confusing. But he's still going all over the place. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Because there's no now, right? I mean, it's not like we have to report back immediately because you know that he's there. No, but it's still. Never, n- never let it be said that Stephen Moffat doesn't allow room for headcanon mm. to <laughs> solve all of these problems. That's true. That I, guy, don't think we'll get, I don't think we'll get an answer to this one. That no, guy had uh, quite a headcanon. That, that that would be one of those things that has to happen because the writer wants it to happen and mm-hmm. not because it's logically going to happen. It's time travel. Yeah. yeah well, well, it was I, the you I, know it's the issue of that why everybody dies at the end of Shakespeare play and then there's like oh we need to carry them off stage in honor. It's like yeah otherwise you don't get the bodies off stage. It's like how do we get the TARDIS to Scarrow? We got to bring a guy out with the head cannon and he can do it. So this this was uh, Which, actually I had two things two things in this in this that were weird. One is you talk about the the TARDIS. Um, I expected them to take the Doctor and then Missy to have to fly the TARDIS, which yeah. would have left the, hopefully to a funny scene where the TARDIS is really un- unhappy to see her, which I thought mm. would be kind of funny, but they have to go fly off to say the Doctor. And then the other thing I would say is I got the impression, and it, I really was never dissuaded from it throughout the entire episode, that Davros and the Daleks are not are not working together no, exactly, no. Right? right? That that he's right. inside his little pod and they're oh. on the outside, and so he sends his snake guy to get the Doctor, and the Daleks have a spy in the camp. Uh, right? You're totally right. You're totally so, right. That's so it. they're not on the same side here. And in fact, that goes to something that I'll bring up at the end, which is why Davros is doing this. I think which yes. I, which we will we will get to. Um, but let's see uh, more about so so. Uh, well, I, yeah, I go ahead. To, to follow up on that, I think part of what's going to happen, if I want to I guess we'll do it a little bit. So not later than now instead? Yeah. Um, <laughs> time has no meaning. Um, is the thought that... Because we're going to talk about the rock concert for it. It's yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really there to rescue Davros again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. Is, and this that is, would be the redemption. This That's is it. Okay, let's, bre- let's break it down right now. I think Davros is trying to get, he calls the Doctor, and this is why the Daleks are in opposition to Davros. Mm-hmm. Davros is getting the Doctor to change history, perhaps by allowing him to die as a child, but certainly to change his timeline, because Davros at the end of his life has realized in some way that this is, that that, that he has not been a force for positivity in the universe. <laughs> and I, I do think that's what's going on here. I think, uh, and maybe I'll be proven wrong next week, but oh. I, I feel like that is what's happening, is Davros w- is not calling the Doctor back because he's, he's angry that the Doctor, we think, we're led to believe he's angry that the Doctor... Um, didn't save him, but you know maybe he's angry that the doctor um, allowed him to live, and yes. so he's putting the doctor in a position where he has to change the past, and uh, and and that's his that's his wish, that's his I, last wish before he dies. And when he says this is the end, and after tonight, this will never be here, he's thinking of the fact that everything is going to change because the doctor is going to change history. Wait, I, I I have a point. If I can jump in, can I jump in? Th- no, there's been this interesting. You oh, already oh, did. I, you just <laughs> did. Uh. So there's a whole theme I think that's run through the uh, the uh, these later seasons than the earlier ones, which is that the Daleks are seeking uh, redemption. And over and over again, you have whenever uh, there's five episodes when this happens. I think you have Dalek in the in the early um, 
the rough trade period. I can't remember his name. Chris, Chris Eccleston, Thank you. Yeah, by Rock yeah, anyway, the, yeah. the rough the Dalek, trade you know, period. She puts he puts she puts her hand. Rose puts her hand on the Dalek, and eventually it sort of reaches an enlightenment and, and blows requires, itself up. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but it, because it really is not good. Then you have you know inside the Dalek, sort of that goes. I mean, that's more recent. You have uh, yeah. Dalek. Is it uh, Dalek Khan goes nuts in the Time War, sees all of time, and goes the Daleks suck. Yeah. You have is it Dalek Sec who gets infused with humanity and um, the Daleks and take and Manhattan. Dalek's yeah, I yeah. I forget it, but I'd there's really one of those where watch the Muppets take Manhattan. I honestly, know, I know. But... Not saying it's good, but there's a bit where he's basically like, "No, no, we've been looking at this all wrong, guys." It's everybody. Everybody, sort of a Dalek, realizes the Daleks are terrible. <laughs> or if yeah, exactly. No, that's it. but they, you're right. No, no, that's you're totally right. Well, this Dalek uh, Khan was still a Dalek. He just got to see all of time and space and decided, "Hey, Daleks yes. are wrong." Yeah. So I think it's. I just think this is an extension of a theme that's been through, uh, through Moffat and um, through Davies. Is that uh, that the Daleks have some nature of redemption that's possible if they're enlightened in some way. Even the Daleks I... know that they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not all Daleks. Not all Daleks. Well. Uh, all Daleks I, don't go to heaven. That's that's oh. a that's a step I can't go so far when it, when we're talking about Davros. I just yeah. cannot see a, a storyline about the redemption of Davros in any well, in, in any way. But this I is just what can't he, see it. I think this is what Davros is saying. Right? Is the only way to redeem me is to kill me before I can do anything. Yeah. I Moffat, if 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 the, if he was going to go there, Moffat would have to do some pretty amazing work. For me to buy uh, the the conversion of, you know, we're we're talking Saul on the road to Damascus, Davros, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I, th- I think not. that ultimately maybe, not, but that may be where it's that's the fake out is that it won't really happen, right? That that's but he wants another, to see him. or maybe trick. the doctor learns that he was right to leave him there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I and mean, that's that's for part two, right? But I think the, because the, the, well, this I is mean, at the heart of this. What happens if he kills Devros? What happens if Devros as a child is no more? Will that unwraps so many years worth of continuity. Right. Well, They're not going to do that. Well, they could. They could. It wouldn't yep. shock me if they did that. But I think what, what we're yeah. going to see is something that's a little more like a – uh, it's a wonderful life kind of thing, yeah. right? Or a, a, a you yeah. know a sliding doors kind of thing. It's like, well, look, and the doctor will learn something about how you know we've thought that Davros was awful, but look at what, maybe he doesn't matter, right? I mean, maybe the Daleks come to be whether he's there or not. That somebody uh, was going to create right. the Daleks, and then well, the, the doctor learns, oh, I need to not feel ba- so bad about leaving Davros there. Oh, like the time it's, war. It's like the old joke. I, I don't I don't remember whose this was, but I mean, I've I've known this. At pretty much as long as I've known science fiction, the plot being, you know, hey, let's go back in time and let's kill Hitler. And you send a guy back in time and he kills Hitler as a baby and he comes back forward and they all say, what happened? You were supposed to kill Schmendrick. Yeah. It it would happen anyway. Yeah. That that may be what we say, too. You're supposed to kill Schickelgruber. Wait a minute. So, <sighs> so, um, so electric guitar on a tank. <laughs> I loved that. I uh, loved the idea of it. I thought the execution <laughs> left a little something. The he's, execution went on a little too he's long. He's kind, yes. kind of playing the uh, the 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 bass riff from the Doctor Who theme there too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. sort of amusing. Yeah. Um, he made the fish in a tank joke, which I love because that's one of my favorite <laughs> uh, j- little kid jokes. Is uh, is you know two fish are in a tank and one of them turns to the other and says, "You know how to drive this thing." <laughs> so that that was this joke. It's like I got it for my fish. I, I, I bought it online. These jokes are going to kill in a few hundred years. It's, <laughs> Stick that, around. That was that was that was good. But you're right. It did. It also felt like it was given lots of room. If Christopher Eccleston, <laughs> time. Dave, if, if Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, or Matt Smith had picked up uh, an electric guitar, old school fans who think that Doctor Who has never been as good as it was when William Hartnell was do- the Doctor. <laughs> would have been screaming bloody murder. But somehow, <laughs> Peter Capaldi, oh, yeah. because A, he's an old guy, and because and B, because he really can play a guitar. That's right. It it it, it, it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, I didn't like how long the scene ran, uh, but that it, for, in some unfathomable way, the guitar, the doctor with a guitar and Ray-Bans on, is the doctor? No, he's doctor's punk. He's punk rock. He is a rebel, yeah. right? And yeah. and that and, yeah. and Peter Capaldi, um, 
gives you that. I mean, he was in a, he was in a punk band when he was younger. He With gives Craig you that Ferguson, vibe. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that totally that totally worked. I agree. It went on a little bit too long. That was kind of a weird scene in general. But the imagery there is just. I mean, that's that's going to go down in Doctor Who history. And it was really uh, oh, the yeah. Doctor enters on a tank in the eleventh or twelfth <laughs> century um, playing electric guitar. That was the only uh, way that could have been better is if the guitar had been shooting flames. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was still still pretty great. Yeah. Now one one of the things that cracked me up all all week long we've we've been getting these news stories about Jenna Coleman is going to this ITV thing and and oh she's filmed her last scene and then yesterday they say oh yeah she's admitted that she has filmed her last scenes as as Clara and she's leaving. And and I thought okay Maybe it's just me. So I showed it to the 10-year-old and he went, oh, is she going to die tomorrow? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, there no, you go. No, that's the kind of story that they put out because they know that, that she's going to be in jeopardy, but not actually die, but want to make right. people worried about it. Right. But that but that was the instant reaction. It's like, well, she's going to die in the season premiere so that she can come back. And it's like, okay. Yep. So when she died, it was like, oh, yeah. And, and it was so anticlimactic that, yes, she'll come back. Oh, I kind of she, assume that Missy's going to kill her. Well, if, that, Missy, if Missy gets shot by the Daleks and disappears, then at, at, at that point, I think all the tension is removed. Because although yes. I did kind of like that moment, the moment before you run away from the Daleks, I thought that was a nice little, that was almost like a little short film oh. inside, right? Which is, it's, yeah. the, it's the moment of anticipation, and then they run. And let, that's what the Daleks really love, right? When we but get to I that, let's talk about it. I never thought. Well, I think we got into it, so let's talk about it. We have. Wait, we missed all much. All right, well, <laughs> but look, we'll, so, we'll, we'll, we'll go back. Okay, we'll 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 so my point is, so I, Missy... I never believed that even if they shot her, that she would actually be dead. Not only because I don't think mm-hmm. Jenna Coleman is leaving the show, but the moment that they shoot Missy, it's like, well, she's not leaving the show either. So this is all going to be undone, or it's a fake out, or something. And they yeah, are. Yeah. Missy and says, and then the holodeck gets shut down. And... A missed, <laughs> a missed moment is Missy is thro- slapped on a, a secondary slave unit onto Jenna, right onto uh, Clara, right, and says. We, you trans, you know, you trans, uh, transmat with me or whatever you trans. Right, right. And teleport with me. Could so be. Missy looks at her when she's doing this thing. It is not a convincing, over the top, end of time uh, moment with that master. This is right. the thing where she's playing the Daleks. She wants them to shoot her on her terms when she's ready for it, and they do. And she and Jenna, she gives an eye motion to Jenna, and Jenna looks or Clara looks at her, and then Clara knows that it's being set up. Yeah. And again, she chooses the timing. So and this Missy gets be- zapped. And then Jenna or Clara waits to run until she is whatever ready she needs to be, and then she runs. So it's great setup, but I think it's yeah. a beautiful coordination. Yeah, and this this ends up potentially being the trap door if the Doctor realizes that he needs to put time back the way it was, mm-hmm. even though that means that oh, Jenna yes. and, and, and Missy and the TARDIS are all gone. Or sorry, Clara, Jenna. Jenna, <laughs> come back. Actress, come back. Clara, come back. Companion. Um, and then it turns out, oh, well, they, they didn't actually die. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, then, and uh, you know, everything's okay. We'll see. Again, looping back a little ways, I'm with Chip. I mean, I will know next week whether this was good. Right I agree. now, I agree. I'm pretty much in the time killer camp. Hmm. We'll see if next week I still think it was a time killer. <laughs> Team time I, I, killer, team time lord killer. In, in some ways, I, I think would say, it may uh, be. In some but. ways, I, I might even say after twelve episodes, we'll have a better feeling for it because I do think Maybe. you get some latitude as the person running the TV show to say this is a twelve week run and we're going to start it a little slow and pick up speed as we go and, and and take the time now to set some things up and to to have a little bit like this is the we haven't seen him in a while. Where is he? Let's frustrate the audience a little bit. But yeah, you're. I think how part two comes off will really determine how part one is. I mean, I, I I will say, as I've said before, I am never quite satisfied with the plotting in Sherlock and pretty much my favorite Moffat episodes are the standalone single episodes. Hmm. He does. I am not crazy with his arcs. I'm not crazy with his two parters. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say, uh, I'd modify what I'd say earlier. Yeah, I'll, I'll know whether this was any good based on episode two. But on the other hand, I'm really excited to see episode two. You know, yes, th- mm-hmm. yes. A, tons of stuff has been set up here. Oh yeah, uh, the I am not indifferent. I am definitely tuning <laughs> in. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, there there are episodes of the Next Generation that that pissed me off the minute I saw them. This one, yeah, I I had my issues with it, but I'm ready for more, and I want to see where right. it's going. I think Maybe the complaint it'll... isn't that this was bad. I think the complaint is, was this 
10 minutes of material stretched out to 45 in order to hit a cliffhanger so that there could be the episode two that does everything it needs to do. And I've seen, there have been episodes like that before where you're like, you didn't yeah. really have a whole episode worth of material. So you ran people around. To, it's a Doctor Who tradition. Quite frankly. Hang on. Hang on. And, and this season we could have jokes. a bunch of that because uh, this season we it's have all two-parters. All, it's, it's full of two-parters. Oh, so. no. This yeah. could be the canary in the coal mine here. Uh, we we may be having this very same conversation after every single bloody part one this year. <laughs> it's possible. Oh, damn you, Stephen uh, Moffat! I, th- I thought this was Which, all like a bunch of like a hype, like a uh, check, not check boxes, but Moffat had all these things he wanted to do that he hadn't done before. It's like Invisible Planet, uh, Shadow yeah. Proclamation. We haven't seen in a while. Let's go back and look at the Shadow Proclamation with the great red eyes. Uh, I haven't seen a Jadun in a while. We saw him at a bar at some point not too far ago. But you know, uh, what were the other ones? It was the uh, you know another. Um, Went back to the Maldivar, the Maldivar bar, which uh, our oh, little yeah. our little blue blue head head in a box no longer runs, but it's still there. Yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. right! Well, I love and, that guy. I'm and sorry, Cena, Florian was cut off. That's a weird thing where you know when he specifies every location, and then they get to that space station, and he doesn't specify the location. And as soon as she started into the gravity thing, I went, "Oh, it's Scarrow." Well, you are ahead of the rest of us, David. Congratulations, well, you get a cook. Writer, <clears throat> I'm I'm sitting there plotting as I go. I thought that was a really nice moment too, where she's like, the it "Gravity, was. the gravity." Yes, it was. And then, and that's a creepy moment too, where she's like, "I'm going to open threat. the airlock, and I'm just going to step I'm outside. I'm going to walk out into space." Hey, there was a not. continuity problem. Suddenly, Clara doesn't have a snake behind her either. We know what Missy did to hers. Mm. Then Clara walks out. There's a scene. Missy looks at Missy, and then she goes back, and the snake's gone. She's just walking around. I'm, I'm, the snake couldn't take it. Yeah, <laughs> the snake's out. They got too freaked out. And, and I'll say, I mean, I liked those moments. I'm yeah. not I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying as a writer, I'm sitting there trying to think ahead and he's he's not surprising it's, me yet. It's a nice so. it's a it's a nice trick. Yeah, he's doing some yeah. he's doing some nice tricks though. Um yeah. and, and and getting out on the on the surface of Scaro. Um and again, I think in Doctor Who history everything has happened to Scaro. It's been blown up. <laughs> We've seen it in ruins. Uh you know, this is this is we're seeing it and it looks um it looks you know, kind of pretty. For it looks kind of pretty, and and maybe that it's not the you know it's before the destruction. Who knows? But it's been invisible. Well, there was a line in there that they where the master's like uh, they rebuilt it. Uh, all know? right. Well, and and it's and parenthetically, dimensions. and 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 Missy was looking really nervous about that too, which I liked. You know, if there's yes, if there's something, something that makes that, her nervous. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we missed we missed something in plain sight, fellas. It's really it's sitting right there, and we missed it. What about these suicide moons? Ah, the suicide moons. Dun dun dun. That's, very, that's a very Ar- Russell Davis thing too, I know, right? The suicide crazy moons. ideas that get thrown out for no <laughs> cold, reason. And... Cold suns, suns burning cold. <laughs> and it's a dream. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um. So let's see what else. Anything else that we need to that we need to cover in here? The one line that made me laugh out loud, and I was waiting for it again. I was waiting for it <laughs> because how could you not do it? You've got Davros and you've got the Master, and they're both there. And oh, da- yes. the Doctor says, "Ah, oh, Davros, my arch enemy." And Missy's like, "What? <laughs> Is your Hello." <laughs> Beautiful. That was just a thing of beauty. That's like yep. the Dalek and the Cyberman talking in uh, in that uh, season two finale. Yes, yes. it's just, it, I, I, it's like. Russell was like, I'm sorry, they need to talk because <laughs> we've never done this before. They need to have a conversation. And here it was very much like that Missy is extremely jealous that Davros is referred to as the arch enemy. That yeah, reminds yeah, me that, of the that might have been a, my favorite line. Beautiful. That I have a message thing, and I was like, I was remembering Rory with his message, but uh when the snake uh, colony says yeah, that to well, uh, yeah. that was very familiar. Uh, although that was uh I d I didn't expect the that person in the in the cloak to unravel into a bunch of snakes that was great it well, was and ridiculous I, and wonderful yeah. i think that was part of the the whole time killing for him is to sort of build him up as as very creepy on his own and why is yeah. his face split like that and then you get the snake thing and that was pretty cool well and, and i think when Stephen moffat writes he is always in the back of his mind saying i can do whatever i want to tell a story here but every <laughs> doctor who story needs a creepy something that the kids are going to talk about the next day. And, you know, they, he's yep. got a checklist of things that he, I think he feels Doctor Who must do. And that's one of them is, you know, talking about that snake guy. My kids are going to be talking about that snake guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> I oh, my, son, my son sa- said, oh, I knew he was a bunch of snakes. Which I'm like, <laughs> oh, good for him. I, he was well, way ahead of me. I had no was, idea. 
he was, was sort of He's kind of he's got the snakeskin texture. Yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah, he was slithering and you hissing. You can see it and hissing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm watching this thing and I'm wondering the is there a hissing. is there a segue under that cloak? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the thing I liked was uh, in the bar. Um, he introduces himself, right? But then the next two things, you have these, you know, omnipotent seeming women going, yes, yes, Colony Sarf, you got in my place. Let's not talk about that. What do you want? And he goes to car and he's like, <laughs> Colony Sarf, you're surrounded. You're powerless here. Mm. I'm like, it's kind of hilarious. You have this incredibly creepy thing and it's just like, yeah, yeah, we know yeah, who we, you are. We know all about yes, it. Yes, we know your name. And and for people who haven't seen the the, uh, the Night of the Doctor, which if you're listening to this, good Lord, go, go see it. Go watch, watch it. it. Oh, that's so good. Um, I but it was it great. To, it was great to have that actress back because she was really great in that and bringing back Karn. And I think obviously Stephen Moffat thought, you know, they were actually really great. Let's bring them back sometime. And this is a reference to the Brain of Morbius, which is a classic. Uh, is that Hinchcliffe era? Chip. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tom Baker episode um, and uh, referenced in the in that special with Paul McGann that was online. And now we've seen them in the in the proper. Uh, proper show again with that with that actress who i don't know her name but she's great and great voice and she's all echoey and then she sort of shows up and isn't echoey anymore. oh it's just a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that like aren't we friends doctor and it's like no i don't like you <laughs> like, yeah. that's a different relationship there yeah yeah that was all good all right so anything else before we wrap it up sounds like we're all waiting for part two yeah, As think, Moffat planned it, I was I was ecstatic. Well, and, well, okay, well the ending. Wait, we didn't talk about. I mean, I was well, already thinking. I like this. It is so. It's big. He's, they're going all over space. They're going all across time. They're pulling up threads that we haven't seen uh, for a long time. I was excited, and then you come to that end, and it's all, and it's like. Oh God, he can't really be Roddy to kill the kid. But you know, it echoes. Remember the bit with uh, with uh, Eccleston, where in Dalek, where yeah. he's got the gun, he's he about to shoot the Dalek, Dalek, and Rose sort of talks him out of well, it. He's you know? got he's got the Dalek gun and says to a, a child, "Exterminate!" Like he's gonna. We we've gotten <gasps> at the end of the episode, we've got the boy where the doctor has taken a Dalek gun and is saying "Exterminate" and about to kill a, a kid. You are the best Dalek, <laughs> and that's yeah. Interesting, but but you know he's been pushed to it. This is the whole idea. Uh, is he's been that's almost I feel like that's almost not part of the episode because yeah. you know what happens is that the TARDIS blows up and then there's just kind of like smoke and then through the smoke we see the fog and we're back there with the kid and so like there's a gap there. How did he get there? Was he already there? Is that where they are? Or did did he get sent back? Did he go back? We don't know anything about it. All we know is there's this logical jump. Like if if the Doctor sees what's happened in this episode episode happened he's going to go back and this time he's going to make sure that davros doesn't survive i will make a prediction okay Mm. i think the the end of the beginning and that scene are right up against each other i think it's continuous i think he's oh yes but i but i think he tosses the sonic screwdriver to davros to distract him then he vanishes and reappears on the other side and that's the the thing that davros knows that the doctor did was that he didn't kill him yeah well that oh so so in in other words the doctor doesn't realize it yet and davros does and so this isn't about changing time it's about davros having the upper hand on him and knowing the truth about what right, he does doctor, when he's pushed to oh, that point oh so the I shame so. is that the doctor let billions and trillions of people die and caused the time war because he could have stopped it and he chose not yep to because of yep. compassion Ooh, that's, cool. that's nice and Mr. that's Lagerman. that's something big enough to make him want to go hide off on karn and be totally off the map also, we I should mention we got to see uh, see and hear Sylvester McCoy and uh, Colin Baker uh, in this, yeah. and Tom Baker, and lots of Tom Baker. But that's the oh, classic. Yeah. That's like the most classic moment from the classic series. Yeah. Is that that moment. <laughs> so that was that was nice. And and as with all TV shows, they have uh, recorders that are placed in exactly where the TV cameras are, so that they can be played back later. I think that's really nice. That <laughs> oh yeah, that Davros has has like the DVD of Genesis of the Daleks and can play it for the Doctor later. <laughs> every well uh, after they remastered it, you yeah. know, every Dalek is a <laughs> selfie camera. Hmm. See, Re- remastered. Oh, Thank you. oh. Glenn, a miss is good as a mile, David. A <laughs> wow. miss is as good as a mile. All right, <laughs> excuse well, me, a missy is as good as a mile. Any last words? Well, I was having brought up Next Generation, I will say. <laughs> it's uh, not a Star Trek flashcast, David. No, 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 no. But but the first parts of their two-parters were always satisfying, and the second parts almost always let me down. Mm. 
Doctor Who has almost always been the other way for me in in the new show. I'm far more satisfied by the second and third parts than I am by the first parts. The first parts almost always feel like wheel spinning. I I know what I want to say is I felt like – I'm not a Capaldi skeptic. I really like the actor and I like Mm – it took a while for me more to settle in, I think, uh, and enjoy him and accept him and not see him as an echo or sort of in memory even I would see a Capaldi episode and later think I was remembering, you know – David Tennant or something. I mean, even that kind of extent. But wait, I felt what? like uh, uh, head cannon. I just I think about an episode I'm like, wait, which one was? I know, I know. Anyway, but so in this, I felt like it started so strongly and it was so much his doctor that I had. Um, I think like I had a better sense with this than a lot of episodes. I mean, there's some that were very Capaldi uh, last season, but this just was it. Starts running and just kept running. All right. Well, we will uh, we will uh, see what happens in part two next week, and you can join us, of course, here at uh, the Incomparable TV podcast, Doctor Who Flashcast. For more next week, I will be joined by a special guest who I will have stolen away from her own popular <gasps> Doctor Who podcast. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, bum, bum, bum. For, one, for a single week. And that, that, will, be my, that will be my teaser there. Um, and, and I will also remind you if, you, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, um, uh, subscribe to it. We're actually, you can subscribe to the TV podcast or you can subscribe to just the Doctor Who Flashcast. And we're on uh, RSS. Uh, and you can also find us on iTunes. So you can do that there. So I will thank my guests. Onward to the rest of Series 9, Chip Sutter, Two Minute Time Lord podcast. I highly recommend that you're going to be reviewing episodes over there all season two, correct? Absolutely. All right. Check that out on iTunes, too. Two Minute Time Lord. I recommend it. Uh, David J. Lord does not have a Doctor Who podcast other than being on this one often. <laughs> Thank you for being here. But of course, I, I also highly recommend the Two Minute Time Lord, and I am now going to go off to procure a TARDIS. And David will be hosting a, uh, a podcast entirely about part two of Star Trek The Next Generation, two-parters. Uh, That's so, right. It's it's called Let Down. <laughs> it's called And Now, The Conclusion. <laughs> Previously and Glenn on. Fleischman, thank you for being here. You're welcome. And I'd like to recommend the Verity Podcast since we're recommending other podcasts about Doctor Who, which yeah, is a pleasure it's to It's a great to. podcast. It would be a shame if somebody stole one of the Verities and put them on this podcast next week. I can't, that has never oh, happened heavens. before unless you want to retcon things, Jason. Uh, I know it, you perhaps. don't want to do that. Uh, and so everybody out there thanks for listening we'll be back with The Witch is Familiar next week uh, right here and until then goodbye Doctor Who Flashcast on the